and welcome, my friends. This is The Rise to the Top, the uh, number one show for mediapreneurs. I'm David Seitman-Garland, all about helping you build that kick-butt online platform, grow your audience like a weed, and generate that revenue. I call it the bling-bling. Call it whatever you want. Doing it all the right way. And very excited today for our guest. I'm always excited for our guest, but I feel like I'm extra excited for today. I don't know why. But today is a very rare behind-the-scenes glimpse into the business world of one of the top mediapreneurs out there, Amy Porterfield. Now, if you don't know Amy, you might be living under a rock, first of all, but she's built a freaking empire, and quickly, I might add, you know, by creating high digital products and training focused on Facebook marketing. And she has a podcast on the rise as well, which has been an absolute force. And she's really a one-woman wrecking crew. And today on the show, she's candid as ever about talking about everything that's working in her business right now, her top strategies for marketing her products, why she's doing a podcast, so much more. It's Amy like you've never seen her. Trust me, very, very juicy coming up right now. Now, now a few things before we get started here. Number one is, I mentioned this actually in the notes last week, but in case you missed it, we've got a new show format for The Rise to the Top that is going to be starting very soon. I can't reveal too much yet, but I can tell you that it's going to be super sexy. It's going to involve video. There's a lot of cool stuff going on, so just keep an eye for it. I am hoping next week. Now, I don't want to make that promise, and all of a sudden it's two weeks, but I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that it's next week, so keep an eye out. For that. And also, for those that are interested in this, gotta get on this list. So, you know, I'm gonna be teaching how to turn your online platform into revenue. So, if you've got a blog, web show, podcast, any kind of online platform, and you wanna turn what you already know into an online course that sells like hotcakes, just like all the top mediapreneurs, I've got a free training series coming out, and then I've got a brand new course as well called Create Awesome Online Courses. Now, here's the thing though about the free training series. Like, I pride myself on giving away the very best, the very best. I, I give away more than like what other people charge for. So I can tell you right now that this video training series that's gonna be on its way here very, very soon, uh, is very high quality, lots of actionable things step by step. If you're interested, so if you're a mediapreneur and you're like, you know what, I want to do what all the big boys and girls are doing, I want to create my flagship course, get it out there, get something that's selling 24-7, awesome, enter your email, therisetop.com slash courses, okay? Now, by the way, here we go, I've got a uh, contest for you guys here. So here we go. We are giving away a free camera thanks to our good friends at Citrix Online. So they've got a very kick-butt giveaway here. As you probably know, you know, if you listen to the show at any length, that GoToMeeting comes with HD faces, right? Which is, you know, you can actually see who you're talking to by turning on your webcam. And the folks at Citrix want to encourage people to turn on their webcams. And so we, as in Citrix and myself, are giving away a brand spanking new Logitech B525 HD webcam to a lucky member of Rise Nation. So how do you enter? All right. So between now and June 2nd at midnight, you can enter as many, many times as you want. Tweet your answer to this question. If you could have a meeting with anyone famous, living or not, using GoToMeeting with HD faces, who would it be and why? So tweet your answer to that question. If you could have a meeting with anyone famous, living or not, using GoToMeeting with HD faces, who would it be and why? Very important. Use the hashtags RiseWebcam and hashtag GoToMeeting when you answer that. Again, enter it as many times as you want. And now here is Amy Porterfield. 
All right. Well, I feel like I just saw her, but that's okay. We're going to have her on the show anyway. Amy Porterfield, welcome, my friend. Well, thanks for having me. Always good to catch up with you. Now, you know, we're going to talk a lot about what's kind of going on currently with you because we like to we like to keep things current here on the show and see what's working now. But, you know, for those, I'm going to give like the very Cliff's Notes version for people that are just kind of tuning in. I know most of them have either seen you on the show before, or they know your stuff, but give me like the very like not like Cliff's Notes but cool Cliff's Notes version of who is Amy Porterfield. Okay, so let's see here. I started out at Harley-Davidson Motorcycles with marketing and fell in love with marketing, but then decided to go work with Tony Robbins, which was a really weird shift. So I did content development with Tony Robbins for six and a half years, took everything I learned from him and left there and started my own online marketing consulting business. Now I create online marketing programs to teach entrepreneurs how to use Facebook and social media to grow their business. So that's very Cliff Notes for you. That was, that was, that was the perfect Cliff Notes. Now, you know, also, by the way, new this year for you, was it this year or was it the end of, was it end of 2012 or early 2013 when you launched your new podcast? Early 2013, January. Okay, so I'm curious on this because as a show creator myself uh, and also our audience as well, um, you know, you have a lot of, you have a lot of shiznit going on, Amy. You got a lot of products, you got a lot of programs, you got a lot of stuff going on. Why in the world did you decide that you want to hop into a podcast? Well, first, I love podcasts, so I listen to them all the time, so I thought there's got to be a lot of other people just like me that are just like pouring over all these podcasts, so I knew there was an audience, but also, I kind of got a little burned out about only talking about Facebook and only writing about Facebook all the time, but I still loved it, but I wanted to change things up, so I thought, okay, a podcast would be really fun, and so... I was able to kind of expand on what I was teaching through this podcast, and I've kind of fell, fallen in love with it. First of all, it's funny because I remember we had a little SOS conversation, did we yes, not? Yeah, we did. Because, I mean, honestly, it happens to the best of us. Let's just be honest because everyone that's in this space where you teach a specific topic or subject or whatever it might be, there are the points where you're like, if I get one more question on it. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to kill myself. Now that being said, you know there's ways to power through that and figure it out. And so you know what I've noticed is that it's great to have that kind of creative outlet. You know, it is. It really is. It was funny because you're right. I called you up and I'm like, I need help. I might go crazy if I if I talk about Facebook one more minute. And then you talked me off the ledge because you knew I loved Facebook and you knew there was some kind of thing we could do with that. But then you also encouraged me to kind of get out there and start podcasting. So it was a good mix. So, so far, uh, as you've gone at this now for a few months, what are some of your kind of like insights or, or things that you're like you learn? Because, you know, that's a, it's a big thing to take, take on something like that. Like anything that, that uh, has been interesting that you picked up along the way here? You know, it's been it's been difficult in the beginning just to get my my stride with it because you get so good at one thing. Like I do webinars, I teach right. Facebook, and I can do it like the back of my hand now. So it's like I know it well. But when I started, I turned on the mic and I'm like, uh, I, I sound like an idiot in the beginning. So I really had to let myself not know what I was doing for a while and not like be pro at it like I tried to with everything else. So I had to relax. I definitely just had to go with it. And it's funny because when I started the podcast, I'm, you know, coming from the corporate world, everything I do seems a little more polished than maybe other, other people. Yep. And it's just my, my nature. And so I was getting a lot of feedback. Like, hey, you you kind of seem a little stiff and a little too polished. Like, 
we want to hear the flubs and the mess ups and just go with it, which David, you're like the king of not editing out all that stuff. And that's why people love you. So I listened to a few people that I love, like you, Pat Flynn, there's a few others that just kind of roll with it. And I did an Amy Unplugged version. I think it was like number seven. And people <laughs> loved it. Like I kept in the, the hiccups and all that good stuff. I didn't read a script as much as I was before. And people are like, keep it up. So it's been more fun ever since I did that. Yeah, it's funny because if only people knew the real Amy Porterfield, huh? If only people knew. If only people knew. But no, I mean, but but it's funny though. I mean, it's a good point because that that's one thing I've always noticed about you. Like, you know, with, with your trainings, all that kind of stuff, it's always just like, you know, very polished. I mean that in a positive way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. very like, here you go, step by step. Like here's the system. Here's what it is. So it's kind of nice to see you sort of, you know, kind of get down and dirty a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And just kind of not be in like teaching beast mode, but in being sort of like, hey, here's Amy, you know? Yeah. And I have to say, I enjoy it more. So I'm so glad I did it. Very cool. So podcast has been going on. Um, I know it's been doing very well on iTunes. Are you you publishing it regularly? Is it like a a once a week thing or like how are you kind of going about that? It's every other Thursday. So every other week I do one and it's, you know, it's been awesome because I like to know that I have to do it and got to get it done and continually putting out good content on a regular basis. Like I wasn't a regular blogger. Writing is not my forte. So this allows me to get some consistent content out there. Right. And the lesson there, by the way, that, you know, I've talked and preached with people, anyone that does a show, it's consistency, right? I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is. Like, like, and, and, you know, by saying, okay, I'm gonna do it every other Thursday, you're gonna get it done one way or another. It's just gonna happen, you know? Oh, yeah. And you can't, you can't, you, you know, you can't miss it. Now, here's a question for you as well, because you're in an interesting situation, which, which is a good situation, is that you have a business, right? Like, you've got your products and programs. Now you kind of have this podcast. Have you found out ways yet to sort of like incorporate, you know, some of some of your your Facebook training and other programs into the podcast at all? I have because the first six sessions I did were not really about Facebook. So I really wanted people to know, like, I know other stuff. So let me share it with you kind of thing. Right. But then um, seven session seven, eight and nine is a mini Facebook training. And it's funny because those have been my most popular. People are talking about those more than anything else. You kind of got to stay true to what you know, what right. comes natural to you. And it's very obvious that those have been picked up the most. Plus, Facebook's a hot topic. So I have been able to weave in what I do. And what's really cool is I do webinars all the time. And I teach right. Facebook marketing in my webinars. But what I recently did is I took one Facebook marketing webinar, broke it up into three pieces and turned that into a three-part mini podcast session. So I was able to repurpose content, but it was like brand new to people that had never heard it before. Oh, cool. So you took some, so you took a webinar, yeah, and sliced it up. And then, and then was it a case of sort of at the end where you're saying, hey, if you want more, here's the product. Like, like did you do an, like, a, like kind of a mini pitch at the end or how'd you kind of go about that? Yeah, so that the end of nine, I say, if you like this three-part series, I've got this product that you can go check out. So it was the first time I promoted something, but it was pretty genuine in the sense that they already listened to three podcasts all about Facebook marketing, and they were loving it. So it was a natural progression. Very cool. And, th- and did that generate some sales too? Well, that one doesn't go live till this Thursday. Well, then, darn it, Amy. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, I know. You know, you know, you'll have to share with us, by the way, maybe come back because um, when this airs, as you know, this will already have happened. So when this airs, you know, this, this episode, so maybe come into the comments section, you know, when it has up, and I'd love to hear kind of how that works. You know? I will. I will, for sure. Because, you know, all, all, everyone that listens to this, myself included, and, and you, you know, we're all, we're all 
do we love awesome content? Yeah. But you know what? We're all business owners. We need to make sales, you know? It's so true. Like at the end of the day, let's not forget that we can't be scared to talk about those topics of like plugging and, you know, conversions and things like that and selling because it's just, it's just too many people I feel like kind of throw that under the rug and say, let's just talk about how awesome our content is. It's so true. And I've realized now that I've been in the business for a while, when I see someone that never promotes, never sells, never takes that advantage to take their customers to the next level, I start to lose a little respect for them. Like, do you really have a real business here? Like, what's going on? So I think you got to put it out there and just tell people what you got going on. Right. And not be a wuss about it. You know, yeah, like, like, like exactly. you don't, you don't need to be a West. Like, like uh, yeah, that's a good point. Cause we've talked about this before as well. <laughs> I mean, th there's a big difference between, you know, the very, very pushy, sketchy person, right? Yeah. Like we don't like them. Like we don't like those people. Like no. it's kind of like internet marketing 1.0, you know, <laughs> yes, that's back, not us. back in the day. We don't like those people. And then there's the other one. We don't like it. We, there's so many people we don't like. Uh, then, <laughs> then the other type of person which I feel more bad for uh, is is the ones that just just are scared to death to ask for the sale at a certain point. Yeah. You know, they're just scared to death. They're just like, um, well, um, you could buy it or or not buy it. I gotta go buy. You know, <laughs> and like they're they're like they're, they're they're scared for it. And and you're gonna see people on the on the far left angle there that yeah, they've made some money, but they probably lost a fair amount of trust, respect, and kind of longevity. And then on the other side, you've got people that are struggling to make ends meet. And I don't think either one of those is a great kind of place to be at. It's not. And I don't want to learn from somebody that is scared to sell. Like if they're teaching me something, I don't want to learn from them if they can't like put it out there and have that confidence to sell what they're doing and believe in it. So, and that's a whole nother thing. If you don't believe in what you're selling, you're going to be scared as well. So there's a lot to be said about people that can do it in a way that I think, I truly think like we do it where it's just a natural progression as to what we're teaching. Right, exactly. And so, and actually that's why we talked right before we hit record today. I was like, let's just talk about like what you're up to and let's talk about business and what's working and things like that. So I'm curious, your programs right now, um, and I know this, but I just want you to say it because I want everyone else to know as well. What are kind of the current programs that you're really uh, kind of pumping at the moment? So I've got three, and I like to keep it pretty simple. So I don't want to go much more than three. Right, actually. you don't have, here's my 26 programs. <laughs> no, not at all. So I've got FB Influence, which is like an A to Z Facebook marketing program. And then I've got FB Ads Insider, which kind of takes things to the next level and really dives specifically into ads. And then I have something called the Facebook Marketing Profit Lab. And that's what I do every quarter. And it's more one-on-one -on -one with me. It's more intense. And we really focus on attracting, promoting, and selling. So those three really complement each other. If someone had all three, they'd be golden. But if they just picked and choose, it works as well. All right, cool. So let's let's dissect these a little bit here. So so FB Influence, uh, which I am a customer of as well, um, and we talked about last time when you were on the show. Um, so FB Influence is a fully you know step-by-step downloadable course, right? Correct. That's what FB Influence is. What's FB Ads Insider in terms of format? That one, I kind of changed things up where FB Influence is 20 training videos. Mm -hmm. FB Ads Insider is only five training videos and it's five Facebook ad strategies because I know it can get really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So I teach you five ways to use ads to make money and grow your email list. But it also is videos that are downloadable plus transcripts, slides, all that good stuff. All right, cool. So so like a multimedia course basically. Yep. Um, and then the marketing lab is a little bit different. What what? How's that kind of looking? So that one is also, you get four modules, but I drip them out week by week. So it's more of a total immersion type thing over six weeks. 
and you get these training modules, but also you get live Q&A calls with me. So I make it more intimate. And then I upsold people if they wanted, they could also have an opportunity to email me anytime they wanted throughout that six weeks. And I only sold that to 60 ah. people because it could get kind of crazy and I could never answer all those questions. But if you wanted it to the first 60 people, they get access to me one-on-one -on -one through email marketing or email. So that one sold out like hotcakes. Wow. So sick. And by the way, did that end up a stress bomb or did that end up, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Because I can see, I can, it yes. depends on your personality. Like like me, I'd have I'd really struggle with that because I'd be checking it every two seconds like a psycho. Um, I, I think you have far more control than me, but I want to hear what you have to I say. I doubt I have far more control than you, but I'll say this. I've already done it once, and um, what I did wrong the first time is I didn't set expectations or I set them incorrectly where I told them they'd get a response back within 12 hours or less. It was just too oh, crazy. Yeah. So, and, and the great thing is only not everybody had a million questions. There's always those two or three people that have a million questions, but then everyone else was pretty cool and they just had a few here and there, so it worked out well. But this time I said, it's gonna at least take me 24 hours to get back with you, but I will get back to you. And I just set expectations and of course I cut it off at 60. So what I'm gonna do is every day I'm gonna devote a few hours to get that done, but it was so worth it to me um, in the long run. This this launch was more profitable than any launch I've ever done. Oh, so it was cool. it was rewarding in the sense of when I sit down and answer those emails, it's going to be good. But I will tell you, the first time I did Profit Lab, I did live calls with people. That one was a little too stressful. Like like one-on-one -on -one calls, you're saying? Yes. Oh, yeah. See, that could be. Yeah, but now you do group, right? So, yeah. So, okay, interesting. So you just said that that's your most successful launch so far, which is awesome. So let's talk a little bit about it. First of all, it was, how, how much is, was the program or is the program? So I did two levels, which was the first time I did that, which made it more successful, 297 and 597. Okay. So 297. So 297 was you get these like four modules and you get what, like six or how many live Q&A calls? Is there a certain amount or something? Six weeks, six weeks live Q&A calls. And then you get... And Okay. And you get bonuses and you get all the transcripts, audio, slides, so you get all and handouts. Okay, cool. So you get that and then two ninety seven is five ninety seven all that plus the email? Yep. Okay, exactly. cool. So I'm curious, because you've done, you know, you're you're the queen of many different <laughs> marketing <laughs> things that you've done in sales, like, you know, webinars and like I mean like, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever gone on Facebook and have not seen Amy Porterfield has a webinar coming. <laughs> like, uh, but I don't click your ads because I don't want to charge you. Hey, um, uh, but uh, so, what do you? What made it? What made the launch so successful? Do you think? Like, like was it? Like, what? What kind of strategies did you use on the launch? Okay, so for the first thing I'll say is that I'm just getting better with time. So I definitely had to build up to this, and I've done it a few times now that I'm like, you know, when you finally like hit your stride and you're like, okay, I get it. This is how it's going to work. Yeah. So it took a little timing, I will say, but also I always do webinars, and I usually do three live ones. The okay. live ones tend to convert so much better because people know I'm there, I'm answering questions in the moment kind of thing. So I definitely did webinars, but this time I added a few things. One, I started doing, um, uh, is it, I always get this wrong, or retargeting. I always want to say redirecting. Yeah, retargeting yeah, 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 yep. So we learned that from our good friend Devin. We you did. And I have this friend that taught us how to do that. So retargeting has worked really well. I swear I think I spent $9 and it equated to over $5,000 in sales. So that was big. And now, is that on Facebook that, or not on Facebook? It wasn't on Facebook. I actually right. didn't do it on Facebook this time. And anyone that doesn't understand that, basically, you go to my sales page, you don't buy. Well, then you might see an ad for my program when you're on some other website down the road. 
So um, just to keep me top of mind, if you're interested, I want you to come back. Yeah, it's basically so, a following ad, right? Is the best way exactly. to describe it. It's like, but it's a following ad, not to a random person. It's a following ad to someone that like almost took action um, yes. and they were there, but it was like, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, their cat scruffles threw up or, you know, they got distracted or, or you know, they fell off a chair. I don't know what happened, but that, that you know that they were at least interested enough to have the sales page. So that's a far warmer lead than just a random person that might be interested in this. Exactly. Okay. And so, and you make a great point there. I want to start getting way more segmented and targeted and genuinely targeted with my ads because I do a lot of Facebook advertising and people can get sick of seeing my face if they're not genuinely interested in what I'm doing. So that leads me to the next thing I started doing where when I do a webinar, I email the replay and I make it available for, let's say five days or six days, whatever okay. it might be. Okay. So there's got to be some urgency there. But this time I sent out a Facebook ad only to the people that were on my webinar. Now I'm fortunate enough to have like 10,000 people signed up for my webinar over those three days. So I sent out a Facebook ad to only those people and it said, hey, thanks for attending my webinar. Here are the slides or here is the replay link. And it was this great image that said replay Facebook webinar. And so they started seeing this in their news feed where I thanked them for showing up or if I said, if you missed it, here's your opportunity. Oh, that's crazy that, cool converted really well because I had a converting tractor on it and a lot of people took me up on that. Very cool. How do you get a what is that is a converting tracker is that through like Infusionsoft or something? No, this is really cool. It's actually through the Facebook ads dashboard, the power oh. editor. Oh you yeah. You can actually set up um, a conversion tool. It's just pixels on your thank you page. Okay. Okay. Very so, cool. So you can know if if your ads are actually working, which is a good thing to know when you're doing ads. Exactly. <laughs> it's really easy. I'm so not a techie person it took me five minutes to set up. So yeah. that's that's worth it. Yeah, you should see, by the way, Amy and I, we're similar with our tech, right? I would yes. say that. Would that be a fair statement? Meaning very like, we're, we're pretty similar. Like we're there and like Devin Duncan is like over our shoulders, like now you press this button. You know what I mean? And we're like, <laughs> what? Uh, so yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying here. So a, a couple of interesting things here. Let me make sure I have it down. You're basically your funnel for this, right? Was that you were doing, you know, ads and emailing your current list and customers and things like that, drawing everyone to one of three live webinars, correct? Yeah. And then on the webinars, I'm assuming it was kind of the, you know, educate and then pitch at the end type thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then what? Like you sent out a replay just to those people? Yes. Just to those people. It made it time. So you had to see it by a certain time. Okay. And then, and, and does that work better? But then as opposed to just saying, here's your replay, it's available for the rest of your life? Way better. People actually take action. And thanks to you on my replay page, I used lead pages. And with that, I. Um, added a, a button to go check out my program. Perfect. Perfect. Well, that, that is a sexy program right there. I got to tell you that much. Um, lead pages just makes it so easy, so easy to do that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Especially since you don't have to like go to your developer or designer. Or you know what I mean? You can just be like, done. Um, exactly. So, okay. So you do, the, do these webinars. Now I'm curious on, you know, a couple things here. On this program, correct me if I'm wrong, compared to your other programs like Ads Insider and Influence, there was kind of like a, like a real scarcity factor here because of the live situation, right? Exactly. And yes. do you think that's been like kind of another one of the keys? Huge. Yeah. Telling people when the price, I actually also first time ever had a price increase. I okay. just increased the price by 50 bucks um, a week before the cart closed. And that 
also created urgency. So having the replay come down, having the price increase. And I did one more thing that I, this is crazy. I've never done this, but I would only market this program to people that showed up to the webinar. So over the, uh -huh. after they showed up to the webinar, if they hadn't bought yet, they'd get a series of emails saying, Hey, come check it out. Well, Devin, Devin's like my little, I call him my little, um, lucky launch leprechaun. He is. And he's kind of a little tiny little launch leprechaun. <laughs> and he always gives me these good tips at work. And he's like, not everybody Amy wants to get on a webinar to check out your stuff. Yeah, someone told me that as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, I never thought of that. So I, I emailed those people that didn't sign up for my webinar a little bit differently and told them case studies about what great stuff came out of Profit Lab converted really well as well. Interesting. So you're saying people that uh, were just like on your email list or something like that? Yep, but like ignored every email about my webinar. Oh, interesting. So it's like kind of the so so basically you you have a strat strategy one is okay, let's get people to a live webinar or replay um, and then hopefully they purchase from there and then I guess you're sending basically like some reminders and things like that afterwards, right? Yep. Um yep. and then strategy number two was people were like screw your webinar, I don't like webinars. Um and so you sent them kind of some additional types of different types of content, but with the same kind of idea in the end there that they're going to get a pitch and then kind of some reminders, right? Exactly. Yep. Oh, very cool. So it's such an interesting strategy because I, I love, I love hearing exactly what people are doing right now. Do you know what I mean? That's one thing I we know. can say because people are like, oh, do a webinar, do this. And it's like, it's great to hear, you know, how, what's actually working. Yeah, I could sit down and talk to people and hear everything that they're doing in their business like every minute of the day. It's my favorite thing. Yeah, you know, something I've, I've always thought about, which is kind of a tricky thing. And first of all, by the way, how long was it, uh, was the quote unquote cart open on this one? Three weeks, which is a little longer than I usually do. Oh, wow. So 21 days. And any kind of particular reasoning on that or is it just because you wanted to spread it out or? I wanted to spread it out and I wanted to, usually I do two weeks and it felt rushed last time. So I wanted to give myself a little more time to ramp up and not be so aggressive and it worked well. Yeah, interesting. And, and I've always thought about this too, Amy, and tell me what you do on this or if there is a way to do this or if not, is that, you know, this product, the marketing lab, it really does require like what I call real scarcity because only a certain amount of people can email you, right? Yeah. Like otherwise you're going to go nuts. And only a certain amount of people can, you know, are going to buy within a three-week period. But your other programs are available 24-7. They're more evergreen, right? Exactly. So yep. have you noticed, is there any ways that you've been able to incorporate non-sketchy scarcity into those at all or not really? Meaning like, and what, you know what yes. I mean by non-sketchy where you're not like, there's four digital copies remaining, you know? Yes. That would be sketchy. That's what that we don't want to do. a little sketchy. But the way I do that is I use... Um, uh, recorded webinars where there's actual time and date that they're signing up to check out my webinar to promote FB influence or FB ads. And so the psychology behind that is they have a specific date and time they need to show up. And if they show up when they say they're going to, they're more um, likely to engage, pay attention, and ultimately purchase. So that does create some scarcity there. Okay, cool. And do you still do live ones for those? Or is it just like, do you, is there, is it, are you mostly sending people to, I'm talking about like the other products, like are you mostly sending people to like your very best recordings? Like what what's kind of been your way? Because I love products that can sell 365 days a year. 
Me too. Like, I think it's like, I, I mean, I think it's pretty badass when you wake up in the morning and you have like a, sa- a random sales from a product that you did, yes. you know, a year ago. So, oh, yeah, that's pretty much why I left Tony Robbins and got into online marketing because I was sitting around a table and Frank Kern and Evan Pagan and all these like big shot internet marketers were like, yeah, we wake up every morning and see that we've got sales and we were sleeping. I'm like, what? We I mean, tell you guys me more are about assholes. that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. No, exactly. I, so, so what, what, What's kind of your sales process for those? I mean, is it a case of like, do you, do you just, are you sending people to like replays? Are you doing live ones periodically? How do you kind of go that just to kind of keep it where, you know, people are always kind of coming in? Yep. We do something very specific and that is we create a custom application on our Facebook page and we have a sign up for the webinar, but the one that they sign up for a time, but it's recorded. Everything's recorded. So we use Facebook ads, um, really inexpensive, like maybe 10 bucks a day to drive traffic, targeted traffic to those um, apps and people sign up. And this is like a hundred leads a day kind of success. And it's not just my audience. I think it just is a really good strategy. Nice. I can't wait, by the way, because I know you're going to help assist me on my new course. I cannot wait. You know what I mean? So we're we're going to crush it out with Facebook. And by the way, I can't wait to share with you guys how that goes as well. Um, yeah. So basically, on these other things, it's kind of the idea of going to a webinar. And then, you know, what happens if they, if they go to a webinar, um, they either register or whatever. Let's just say they don't buy um, one of your programs. So if they attended the webinar, or I guess they registered. Do you now have a process in place of like sending them more content? Cause I've always struggled with that. For example, too, let me give you an example of what, why I'm asking that question. So like on my, one of my programs, create awesome interviews, um, which a lot of people know, of course, um, is that let's say I do a webinar and we have a list of people and then, you know, some buy, some don't, right? Always. Yeah. Um, so, the some don't people, sometimes I struggle a little bit, but like, you know, what should I send them? Should I send them more tips? Should I send them, you know, because I don't want to be pitching them every other day for the rest yeah. of their life. Um, no, so I cu- love this question. I'm, so I'm curious what you do. I learned something from a marketer a long time ago, what he did, and I basically modeled it, which is really what I do in my business. I find someone that's doing something really cool, model it, make it my own. And Absolutely. this one is exactly what I did. I, um, for my example, for my FB ads program, when someone goes to the webinar and they don't buy, they get a series of, I think, five different emails. But instead of saying, like you just said, like, hey, I know she didn't buy, Here, you, here's my link, you need to buy. I made them into content type emails, but specific ones. The first one was, hey, you're probably feeling like maybe Facebook ads aren't right for you. Let me give you six reasons why Facebook ads could change your business. So I specifically tell them, because I'm answering every objection I know they have about Facebook ads. Then my next one is, um, you got questions about XYZ, so I'm constantly just answering questions, um, really focusing on their objections, giving them tips. So when you next time you use a Facebook ad, here are three tips to use. But of course, always in there I say, and if you're ready to go, here, here's the link. Let's sign up and let's get going. But I show them how this program is going to work for them in a really teaching style throughout the emails. Very cool. That's a great, great thought on that. And then also, once they go through it, let's say it's five emails like you just said, is then, it, is then it, it's kind of done at that point? It is, Yeah. So what I do is I just pretty much, I don't market to them anymore about the ads program, but maybe down the road, let's say a month from there, if they haven't purchased my other program, I'll start a new sequence with them. Cool. You know what, you know what I've seen that is really cool, Amy, um, that since you mentioned lead pages before, um, is Clay from lead pages. Uh, he, he and I were talking about like, what are they doing and, and realize they're marketing a software, but it's the same idea, you know, they're, they're, they're promoting a software. What he does is he creates like a basically kind of an evergreen course that he adds stuff to over time. Nice. That's free. 
right? But it's always, there's always like that kind of plug at the end of it. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like a, he's got like a, a seriously like a 15 part free course on, you know, video marketing or something like that. But oh. then, the, but then there's a plug for lead player at the bottom of each one of those. Okay, that's page. cool. Yeah, that's and so cool. and they actually have one of the templates in lead pages is called I think it's like video course or something like that. And so all you do is you just add the add to cart button when you want it to come up. And so at the end of each video, they just kind of do like a very soft plug. Like by the way, if you want to take the next step, here you go. You know. Exactly, and that's why it kind of gets back to the being scared to sell. If you've just given people, this is how I feel in my webinars, I just gave them 60 minutes of really kick-ass content that they could walk away and get results right away whether they buy or not. That's why it feels so good to tell them about my product because I've earned it, and I feel like that's what Clay does. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, oh, so you actually, I'm curious too because I actually wanted to talk a little webinars for a few minutes too, is so do you do like a uh, – like 60 minutes before you before you uh, plug a product or is that just kind I of I do and really most like people tell me a lot of people tell me like marketers Amy you give away way too much good content and they really say that where they make me a little bit nervous like ooh maybe I'm doing something wrong and then I thought you know what it's my style teaching is my very favorite thing to do I know that's what I do well and people respond really well to it and it builds trust and authority so yeah I give a good solid 60 minutes don't even mention a product yeah you know and, you know what's cool about that Amy is Again, it's kind of an internet marketing 1.0 versus what I call now, you know, mediapreneurship, right? That's like what my term for it, but which is basically the base saying less douchey. Uh, But, but, you know, I I, like if you, if I I totally understand what you're saying, because I've seen people kind of in that 1.0 crowd, not that they're bad people, they're not at all, but I'm saying, well, some of them are, but they, (laughs) they, they are saying things like, you know, always hold back a lot, right? Like only give a few, but give them like where they're dangling on a string and always do this and always do that. And to me, it never felt good to do that. And if you look at people kind of in our crowd, the way they do it, they don't hold back anything. Nothing. They don't hold back anything and they're still making sales. Like I make sales, you make sales. Like there, you don't have to hold back to, to be like, okay, now someone's going to feel like, Oh, you gave away too much information. I don't need what it is now. Like, I've almost found the opposite because I think people start thinking, man, if she's giving this away for free, imagine how good the product is. That's what I always think. That's exactly what I think. And it works. And, and with webinars with you, Amy, you've been doing them for a while now. Is there anything that, because I mean, you've done, I don't know how many zillion of webinars you've probably done in your life. It's unbelievable. But I'm curious, have you, uh, is there any like key insights or kind of quick tips that you've picked up? you know, from when you started to where you're at now of kind of key things that you do or didn't do or eliminated or added or stuff like that, that like makes it a very successful webinar? Yes. There's a few things I could say. Um, One is that these days, I think people are so um, desensitized to webinars that they don't necessarily show up live. And so they'll just want to sign up and they'll know that I'm going to send them a replay. So um, when people show up live, they're, like I said, more engaged, they're there, you can interact with them at a real level. So I do, I give a freebie away to those who show up live on my webinars and that's changed the attendance. Like even if it's a free PDF to learn how to XYZ, whatever that might be. So I really hype up the live webinar because I know that's where the magic's going to happen. And also during the webinar, one thing that I learned from Lewis Howes, because he was a huge teacher in my webinar days when I first started is that hashtag grateful go ahead hashtag grateful hashtag awesome sauce so um, he taught me how to put together a webinar where you have 
more slides that you go through a little bit quicker where you're using images and words and you're never staying on the slide for like a full minute even. Oh, interesting. And so, and this is a very big difference between when you train in one of your training modules versus a webinar where you're going to promote something. In a training module, I stay on a slide five minutes if I need to take tell your time. a story. Or There's whatever. no rush. Take yeah, time. take your time. Exactly. With a webinar where people aren't really used to you yet and you've got to keep them entertained as well, you want to change your slides more often and something I learned from Tony Robbins, chunk out your content. So in the sense that have, you know, a three parts of your webinar and you know exactly where you're going to the next and, and make sure that there's a story with a, a start and an ending kind of thing that also um, keeps their attention throughout. Okay. That's a cool tip because yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more now that I'm thinking about webinars that I've been on before. Um, ones that drag are never a good thing, you know, no. you yeah. know, but, but in teaching it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's basically two different mentalities because you have to be in kind of when you're when you're doing a webinar, you have to be in teaching slash marketing mode. Exactly. And when you're obviously teaching in something someone already bought, you're in just full on, full blown teaching mode. It's so different. And I don't think people understand those distinctions. And I know they don't when I get on their webinar and feel like, holy cow, this is super boring and going on way too long. Right. It's very cool. And what about coming up with hooks for your webinar? I mean, you're pretty good with that. I see other people that, um, you know, sometimes it's it's good or bad. I mean, do you just try to pick out the most compelling topic on, Ooh, on you, it or how do you go about that? I'm glad you brought that up. So um, I do try to pick out, you know, the like four sexiest parts of my webinar and use those as the bullets and talk about those in the email to get people to sign up. But my one thing that works every single time that I try to encourage every single one of my customers to do is when you're going to do a webinar or some kind of free online event or whatever to flip on the camera and do a two minute video, two minutes or less something like, hey, Amy Porterfield here, I want to tell you about my upcoming webinar. Here's why you've got to be there and tell them what's in it for them. Don't even make, don't even explain who you are, or what you're about. They already know that if they're watching your video because they're a fan of your page or whatever, if you put it on Facebook, I mean. So I tell uh. people why they've got to come to this webinar and tell them, all right, sign up. I'll see you there. That has changed things dramatically for me. It adds a personal touch, a little bit of urgency, and it gets people to get signed up for these webinars. Okay. So it's a video that you do that you promote to your fans but you're not saying like, hi, I'm Amy Porterfield. <laughs> you might remember me from such webinars as, <laughs> exactly. you know, for I worked with Tony Robbins, Harley <laughs> Davidson. Uh, let me tell you about None everything else. Um, so, you're, you, so you're basically saying like you, it, you go on there if it was me and just be like, hi, Dave, this is David. Or hey, guys, it's David. You know, you got to attend the webinar that I'm doing on blah, 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 blah. Da, 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 here's what's in it for you. And here's yep. what's in it for you. Here's what you're going to learn and take away and be able to implement or whatever. Yep, and I do bam, bam, bam. I do my bullets of the sexiest parts of my webinar, and I'm out. Boom. And, and the thing is, the key here is you put that on YouTube for sure, but you also upload it to your Facebook page as a video on Facebook, and then that way you get a big, bold headline ah. over the video and a status update, and you can link to your opt-in page. So there's just a lot of goodies you can do when you upload the video to Facebook. Woo. I, I mean, Amy, I don't know what to say here about our conversation today. I can see people taking pages of notes here. I know I, I always pick so. every time we talk, I, I know I always pick up something from you. So I always I always think it's awesome and then I, I you know, maybe I've even shared something with you, Amy, once or twice. I think you've... you have. <laughs> Last time we were together, I think I had a few page of notes when you started talking. But it, but but in seriousness guys, you know, that that are listening to this, I, I, I hope that you enjoyed sort of what, what's the best way to say it? Like sort of this eavesdropping here um, in a good way of because I just picked up like 10 different things that I know I can kind of edit or tweak and 
I love hearing from people like Amy that are not only uber successful and cool and awesomeness, but are willing to share not just the theory of like what works. Like we know webinars work, right? For example, but like this is how I'm doing it and it's impacting my business. So Amy, can I thank you enough as as always coming on, hanging out here with uh, Rise Nation for sure. Well, I've always feel like one of the cool kids when you invite me on. So thanks so much. I'm so happy to be here. And uh, let, let's link up a couple things, Amy. Where do we want to send people? Um, you let me know. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. Where where can we send people either one or multiple links, whatever you want to do? Uh, let me know. Where can Rise Nation hunt you down? And also, I, I'm sure we'll have some people that are kind of looking to turn up their uh, Facebook dial a little bit as well. Cool. So amyporterfield.com, but I'll also give you some other um, good stuff on that website where you can go check out my webinars and podcasts and all that. Okay, cool. So so send them over to amyporterfield.com and they'll be able to hunt it down. Yes. All right. Well, thanks, Amy. Thank you so much. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Amy. Always great to kind of get Amy to get down and dirty a little bit, you know what I mean? And spill a lot of the beans there. So uh, a few reminders, make sure to check out all her stuff over at amyporterfield.com. Again, if you're a mediapreneur with an online platform and you want to generate the revenue, it's no secret that the top mediapreneurs do so by creating their own online course. And I can tell you when I created my own online course, create awesome interviews, my, my, my big course, that it completely changed my business and I'll be sharing with you how to do it step by step. Starting with a free training series, risetop.com slash courses. Just head over there, enter your email and that free training series is gonna be on its way to you. And a reminder, get your tweet going. Win that camera from Citrix and go to meeting. Uh, you know, uh, new Logitech B525 HD webcam. Enter as many times as you like between now and June 2nd at midnight. All you have to do is tweet your answer to the question if you could have a meeting with anyone famous, living or not, using with using GoToMeeting with HD Faces, who would it be and why? Tweet it up. Use the hashtags RiseWebcam and hashtag GoToMeeting. I will see you next time. I'm David Seth McGarland. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. Hey, 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 hey,